Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 34 called, Oh, Taste and See That the Lord is Good. It's possible to be in a mode where you are overwhelmed by fear and in a moment to be delivered from all your fear. Have you ever experienced that before? Amen? Where you have been overwhelmed by fear and you turn to the Lord and he heard your cry. And I'll tell you that a supernatural touch came. And I can't explain it to you, but a peace that passes understanding, a courage from on high, a baptism of boldness, if you will, come, came from heaven. Fear dissipates in the glory of his name. What do you have to be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. But those verses are there because even people like David sometimes are greatly afraid. And when I sought the Lord, the action of the believer is to seek the Lord and he will be found. He answered me and he delivered me. We serve a God of deliverance from all my fears. And if you are overwhelmed by fear tonight, I would encourage you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near and he will deliver you from your fear because he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And there are people all over our world in every country you can imagine tonight paralyzed by fear. Paralyzed. And the Lord gives us a remedy here for our fear. He cried out. He sought the Lord. Now, again, David's actions, I don't know how to judge them. Was he relying on the flesh? Was he praying? I don't know. But David turned to the Lord. He sought the Lord. And then he begins to talk about people who do this. People beyond just David, they look to him. Whenever someone looks to the Lord, that's kind of another way to say worship. They look to him, verse 5, and were radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Now, maybe David was wrestling a little bit with his actions there in Gath. I don't know. But This is what Spurgeon says. He says, Never did a sore heart look in vain to the good physician. Never a dying soul turned its darkening eye to the brazen serpent to find its virtue gone. Their faces were not ashamed. Their faces were covered with joy, but not with blushes. He who trusts in God has no need to be ashamed of his confidence. Time and eternity will both justify his reliance. When you look to God, you become radiant. You see, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. And when you look to God, and remember, some of these are kind of metaphors, but they paint the picture. God's light shines upon you, and there's a radiance that comes over you. It's like he lifts your burdens. He lifts your fears. The light of God comes into my darkness, and I go from one degree of glory to another. Look to the Lord and he will shine on you. You can find new radiance. Your face can be lightened and brightened. 
This is an expression of peace and joy as opposed to downcast features of those who are ashamed or disappointed. A transformation takes place every time I seek his face. You know that? Every time I seek the Lord, I get transformed from one degree of glory to another because I'm in fellowship with him instead of walking in the flesh, instead of having my eyes on the wrong things. The poor man, six, cried, and the Lord heard him. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, Matthew 5, 3. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him. Now it's not just out of all his fears, but what is it? Out of all his, what? Troubles. Isn't that good? First it's from all your fears, then it's from all your troubles. Anybody got some troubles tonight? Anybody got some fears tonight? You know, this is why we have been saying the church is beyond essential. The church is not to be compared to a box supermarket where you can get goods as important as that may be. The church gives food to the soul. That's why to close the doors of the church at a time like this is a travesty. I am not saying that we shouldn't be wise. I'm not talking about not taking proper precaution as best you can. But I am talking about the church having the opportunity to minister to the deepest needs of a culture now under a cloud of fear and darkness. And so David says, he saved him. The poor man cries, he saves him out of all his trouble. And then notice this, the angel of the Lord most scholars believe the angel of the Lord is the pre-incarnate Jesus before he was born as the baby in Bethlehem. The angel of the Lord, what does he do? He encamps around who? Those who fear him and he rescues them. The angel of the Lord. Now, I'm not sure that we always think about these spiritual dimensions, but you know, there's a spiritual world there are verses that I could take you to right now that indicate that angels somehow participate in our worship. There are demonic spirits. That's why we need to put on the whole armor of God to take our stand against the schemes of the devil. That's a Bible verse. That is real. And so the angel of the Lord here is a picture of Jesus Christ. And you can think of a scene in Joshua 5 when uh, the angel of the Lord appears there and he's the captain of the, the hosts of the Lord. And you remember Joshua says, are you for us or for our enemy? <laughs> and he basically says, neither, man. Why don't you take off your sandals right now because you're standing on holy ground. See, that was the Lord. And that's why the angel of the Lord and the Lord are often interchangeable. And the Lord showed up right before Joshua had one of the biggest battles of his life. And the Lord will show up in your biggest battles. In fact, it says he, he encamps around. He is with us and for us. The Lord sweeps our griefs away, says Spurgeon, as men destroy a hive of hornets or as the wind clears away the mists. Prayer can clear us of troubles as easily as the Lord made riddance of the frogs and flies of Egypt when Moses entreated him. Who can make God great but those who feel themselves to be little? This poor man cries out to you 
And the angel of the Lord encamps around and rescues us. We little know how many providential deliverances we owe to those unseen hands which are charged to bear us up lest we dash our foot against a stone. How many times has God delivered us and we didn't even realize it? How many times has Jesus Christ preserved my life? You know, there's things that we've prayed about over the years and uh, it could have been about our health and all of a sudden we started feeling better. Who knows what he may have healed us from? We just don't know. But we have a number of days that we've been given. And eventually, of course, the Lord, the Lord will take us home, but we will be in the house of the Lord forever. And I'll, I'll pause here to tell you that uh, one of our dear saints, uh, Linda, who is often in the back sitting in a wheelchair and her, um, she's been battling uh, from the time she was very young. She was born with spina bifida. And... Uh, my understanding is that if, if you have spina bifida, lifespan is not uh, expected to be beyond like 13 or 14 is what I've heard. And uh, she's born with spina bifida and born premature, uh, born at five and a half months. And Linda lived 34 years on this planet, outlived every expectation. And I'll tell you, every time we open those church doors, Linda would faithfully be here with a smile on her face. And I tell you what, she had been through so many medical procedures and she had to have amputations and all of that. And uh, Linda went home to be with the Lord um, just a short time ago. And uh, pray for the family. We're gonna have a memorial service here uh, next Wednesday. And that's gonna be at 10 in the morning. So if you wanna be here to support that family. Just FYI why I'm thinking about it too. We are not going to have an evening service next Wednesday and the, the night before Thanksgiving. So just mark that so you guys don't show up and nobody's here. But um, please be praying for Vicki and the siblings, Abraham and, and uh, the other siblings as well. Pray, pray that the Lord would comfort their hearts. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Here is our title how blessed is the man, how blessed is the woman who takes refuge in him. This is an invitation to come and taste and see. Have you ever had a food that someone told you was really good and you didn't want to taste it because it was one of those foreign foods before? How many of you like that uh, raw fish stuff? What is that stuff called again? Sushi. Ugh. I don't get the sushi thing. People have told me it's good, but I have been hesitant to try it. Just because the idea, uh, it scares me, frankly. So I need to pray that the Lord would remove all my fears. But I remember when I was a kid, um, my, one of my cousins gave me a mushroom. And uh, I said, what does it taste like? What does it taste like? I was a little kid. And he said, taste just like chicken. And I ate the mushroom. And like, that doesn't taste just like chicken. But that's what older cousins do to younger cousins, right? But I'll tell you what, here's an invitation, and here's what it is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Please hear what I'm about to say. You are not going to know until you try. And some of you have been on the outskirts, and you watch other people taste, 
but you haven't tasted for yourself. You've been around the things of God. You've looked at it. You've examined it. You've considered it, but you haven't ate it because you have been afraid to actually try it. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Please hear what I'm about to say. You are not going to know until you try. And some of you have been on the outskirts, and you watch other people taste, but you haven't tasted for yourself. You've been around the things of God. You've looked at it. You've examined it. You've considered it, but you haven't ate it because you have been afraid to actually try it. There was that old commercial, give it to Mikey. Mikey likes everything. Mikey will eat it. I'm Mikey. Anyway, never mind. That's... (laughs) You cannot experience the Lord unless you decide to open up your life. And that goes for those of you who are believers and you're not eating and drinking in the things of God. How sweet are thy words to my taste? Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth, says the psalmist. Psalm 119, 103 through 105. From your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How are you going to know where to go if you don't taste and see? How are you going to know the path if you don't have the light of the word of God? Have you ever met someone who begins to tell you about spiritual things and about things that they think are in the Bible? 
God only helps them, those who help themselves. Second Opinions 4.16. <laughs> That's all it is. Right? That's in the Bible, right? It's like, have you ever read the Bible before? I've had people argue with me about Bible passages. And I'll tell you, I've, I've been studying the book for a little while. And I've had people literally argue with me and they don't even know what the verses are, let alone how to interpret them. Here's my point. Why don't you taste and see? You've tried everything else. How many things have you tried? Sampled a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's people all over our world, they've sampled a lot of different spiritual things. I'll taste a little bit of this. It's like a smorgasbord. People say smorgasbords are good. You just taste it. Mm, mm, mm. Right? That's kind of how we like things. Any of you ever sampled yogurt at a yogurt store and then not bought anything? You thieves. <laughs> There's a personal application there. You can anyway. Oh, fear the Lord, nine, you his saints. For those who fear him, there is no want. Fear God, says Spurgeon, and fear nothing else. Fear God and fear nothing else. See, if you have the fear of God, it, it stamps out all other fears. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. See, if you fear the Lord, saints, there will be no want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, he's not always going to give me what I desire, like in the cool, shiny things that I pray for sometimes. Anybody do that? Lord, it would just be nice. You know, people talk about sports cars are a problem, but I just like to experience it just once, just to see <laughs> what it's like. There's a story about Aurelio Barreto. He was the founder of Dog Glue. You remember Dog Glue? It was those, uh, those dog houses that were built like igloos. And he sold the company for millions of dollars. And he said he went down to a Porsche dealer, I think in Orange County, bought a red Porsche Turbo, what is it, Carrera? Said he went screaming down the 91 freeway and felt an overwhelming sense of emptiness right after he bought the car cash. And that was one of the things that drove him to salvation in Jesus Christ. He's the founder of the C28 stores, and I'm not sure if they're even around anymore. And I remember hearing that story and you know, he was talking about that overwhelming emptiness right after buying that Porsche tur Turbo Carrera. And I, I just said, you know, I'd just like to try it just to see if I'd experience that same emptiness. <laughs> That's sort of a joke. Anyway, uh, yeah. Not that I speak from want, says Paul, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I know how to get along with humble means and I also know how to live in prosperity in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Can you say it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. He delivers us from fears, troubles, and supplies our deepest needs, but not always everything. This is not a categorical statement. There are some Christians in some countries that go hungry. And I don't know how to answer every question there, but I'll just say to you, there were times that Paul went without food and he was hungry and he was homeless. 
But that's why he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And somewhere in there, God's purposes were also found, even in times of want. And probably in a room like this, living in America, we could all probably say, I've known times of prosperity, if you've lived long enough, and I've known times when it was really thin, living paycheck to paycheck. And you may be in either category right now, but either way, God will supply. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. David was, did a lot of time in the desert, so maybe he saw some of this. But they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. It's the job of the elder to teach the younger ones. I will teach you, what? The fear of the Lord. Come and listen. If you're a Sunday school teacher, your job is to teach the next generation the fear of the Lord. Do you know that Tanya is struggling to find Sunday school teachers? Struggling. She had to combine classes on Sunday just to teach our kids. Why? Where are the teachers? Where are people who would say, here I am, I'll teach them. You know, sometimes I get the feeling that Christians think they have to start with teaching adults because they're just too good for the little kids. You know what? If you can teach little kids, you can teach probably anybody. And I speak from experience. I've helped with youth groups. I've taught in a public school setting, a Sunday school lesson during a break time at Bible release time. I think that any of us who have any teaching ability, if you're not engaged in teaching, why not? You know, we have two services on a Sunday morning and part of the reason we do that is so you can come to one and get fed and then serve at the other one. Not so that you can choose which one you're going to go to based upon your latest sleep patterns. You've been listening to Oh, Taste and See That the Lord is Good, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching from Psalm 34. Remember, Walk in Truth is on podcast apps like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, and many more. So you can listen to Pastor Michael's teaching whenever you want. If you're already listening to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcasts, please give the podcast a rating. More good ratings means the greater the possibility that new listeners will find the podcast. Thank you for rating Walk in Truth. And remember, if you have not already done it, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, there is some strong language in Psalm 34 about the wrath of God. And maybe you've been wondering, well, I don't really see that. I see evil people getting away with stuff all the time. And, well, you know, here's what happens. And um, this this becomes clearer and clearer, I think, as you live and uh, realize the truth of Scripture. Everything ultimately will be exposed. If not this side of heaven— then it will be on that day. Everything will be brought to light. That's what Jesus said. And that could be frightening if you don't know the Lord and you've been doing some shady deals and stuff behind closed doors that uh, is not right. But here's the good news. If you trust in Jesus Christ, all of that, all of the wrong, all of the evil will be forgiven. But if you don't, God is a God of wrath. Think for a second. He's a God, I'll say it this way, he's a God of holiness and justice. He's a God of love, but he's also a God of justice. We got to balance those two so we don't think that God is just love. And here's just something to ponder. We've been going through a tough time in our world. God has allowed COVID-19 and 
There's a lot of other things that we can talk about. I'm not going to talk about causes, but I'm just going to say that God's allowed it. And the question that I have for my heart and yours is this. How am I responding? Is it drawing me closer to God? Do I realize that this life is not going to last forever, no matter how healthy I may be at this given moment? Life is temporal. But Jesus Christ said, the one who trusts in the Lord will live forever. That's the promise, is if we trust in him, we'll be in his house forever. That's Psalm 23 and many other passages, a summary at least of those. And my prayer for you is simply this, trust in the Lord. You know, Jesus Christ kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously, even on the cross. He said, essentially, Father, I'm going to trust you, even though I'm being reviled, even though this is wrong, unjustly crucified and dying, I'm going to keep entrusting myself to you. I think that's the encouragement for us as believers as we walk through this life. Hey, well, I'd like to invite you to Living Truth, where I serve as senior pastor. It's Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona here in Southern California. We're right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. We have a couple of service times. You can find out all the details about Sunday mornings when you go to walkintruth.com. Click on that church tab, walkintruth.com, and you'll find out driving directions and details of our weekend services. I would love for you to join us. So check it out and come and worship with us this Sunday. It'd be awesome to have you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. And join us on Monday for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 34 called, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a great weekend and we'll catch you on Monday. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.